You're listening to the Gold Biz Podcast, episode number 63. I guarantee you've seen today's guest content on Instagram or Pinterest. She seriously lives like a perfectly Pinterest branded life. And it's no surprise that she's a branding and web designer herself who runs her own team and sells branded home goods too, and does all the amazing things. And you actually might recognize her from her recent fun project designing and creating the cover of Jenna Kutcher's new book, How Are You Really? And we get to have a conversation to see how her brain works when thinking about creating your brand with purpose. And I know as a photographer that that's really important. So I know that this is going to be a really solid episode for you to listen to. So let's get into it. Here we go. You're listening to the Gold Biz Podcast with Rachel Traxler, a traveling wedding photographer turned creative business entrepreneur. Each week, Rachel brings you purpose-driven action to become the ambitious entrepreneur you are meant to be. We'll dive into topics such as life, business, failures and successes, and being the best version of yourself you can be. This is a warm and positive space for all creative entrepreneurs to come together, inspire, and grow. Because every day is an opportunity to shine here at the Gold Biz Podcast. Now here's your host, Rachel Traxler. All right, we have with us today Bree Summers. I'm so excited. She has done so many amazing things, and you probably have come across her Instagram or found her on Pinterest because she has like a picturesque Pinterest life and branding <laughs> and all of that. And it's just so fun to see, so enjoyable. But yes, Brie, we're so excited to have you on here today. But why don't you tell us a little bit about you and yourself a little bit? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. So I am Brie. I live in Des Moines, Iowa. So smack dab in the middle of the United States. And I am a branding and web designer. I own my own design studio called Brighton Made. Yeah, and just have been doing that for the last five years or so. Before that, I was working in the corporate world and then kind of realized it wasn't for me. And so eventually made the switch and then have slowly kind of been building a small but mighty team alongside me over these past couple of years as well. I love that. I love that you're in Iowa too, because I'm in Wisconsin. So we're Midwest girls. Oh, yes. Yes. Midwest represent. Love it. <laughs> love it. That's awesome. Well, I kind of want to dive into all the things branding today, just because a lot of listeners here on this podcast are photographers, are creative entrepreneurs, and branding is a huge part. And I love branding, but I love to hear it from other people and other people like experts, like you are an expert. So can you tell us a little bit more about just maybe covering just the basics of branding? So just the basics of what we should be thinking about or what comes to mind when we think of branding? What are kind of just some basics? We'll start off simple. (laughs) Yes, of course. So I think when it comes to branding, everyone always initially thinks of the logo. And I don't want to downplay the logo because obviously the logo is important. But I think branding, just from my perspective, I believe it's so much deeper than just your logo. You know, especially when it comes to having an online presence and marketing yourself on social media and all of that, it's really how you're making people feel. And that, you know, in an, uh, in essence is, you know, not just a logo, right? So we also want to think about when it comes to design, you know, what are your brand fonts, you know, so the fonts that you're using consistently, the color tones you're using. And then in my like personal branding experience with my clients, I always love to dive deeper into things like illustration and patterns and textures and really creating more of that like entire package sort of feel. 
but it definitely starts with the logo. And then I think, you know, from there, all of the other elements kind of trickle in within branding. So yeah, I agree with you so much. There's so much that goes into visual branding. And then the other side of branding, again, like how you're saying how you make people feel and thinking like your brand messaging, the copy behind your branding. There's so many layers to branding itself. And I do, I agree with you. A lot of people just kind of get caught and stuck at the logo part of it. Yeah. And like you said, very important, very, very important. But there's so many layers behind that too. And like you were saying, like with colors and textures even, and just like how you make people kind of feel and stuff like that. And I don't know what I'm sure you have because you are a brand designer. You work with tons of creative entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Have you had people come to you and say, you know, this is what we want to portray. This is kind of my brand messaging, my brand promise. And I really like these colors and like the color psychology behind that, like just doesn't match. Have you ever yes. had that? <laughs> yes, definitely. So we always encourage our clients to really go into the branding process just with an open mind. Because I think a lot of times it's really easy in business to let your like personal feelings dictate what your branding and your website should look like. And when it is a personal brand and when you, you know, are the face of your brand, like, yes, your opinion is 100% valid and it's important because it needs to represent you because if it doesn't feel like you, then you're not going to feel super confident in like putting it out there. But at the same time, we also need to make sure that it aligns with your business goals, your audience and all of that. So if it's not speaking to the right people, then it's not going to be making you any money and therefore you don't really have a business. So it has to kind of be this balancing act of representing you, but then also being in alignment with the types of clients that you're like hoping to attract as well. Yeah, that's so important, I think, to note, because earlier on in my career, I personally, just to tie into like what you're saying, I had this branding, I got this whole branding suite done and, you know, invested in an awesome brander. And I didn't do the back work ahead of time. I just, you know, I wasn't fully aware of who I was and what I was kind of portraying. And I got this beautiful branding done and I still love it to this day. I love the branding. (laughs) But then I realized, you know, it wasn't bringing in the types of clients I wanted to work with. And I'd be like, why do I keep getting these inquiries that just don't align with what I want to do? And then I realized I'm like, well, yeah, because this branding I have is directly speaking to that type of like, yes. Like couple and like I said, I still I kept all my branding stuff because I just love it. It was my first logo, it was my first branding, and I just love it so much. But it didn't really like communicate who I was. It didn't make sense. So then when mm-hmm. I would meet my clients in person, like who I was as a person and like my personality didn't match my branding, you know, <laughs> online. And so would we meet together in person, be like, okay, this doesn't make sense. You know, like this yes. is like, would kind of like break trust with them because they're like okay, well, we thought we were getting that, you know, it just, it all ties together. So even that, what are your kind of thoughts on like the difference between like having a personal brand and tying mm-hmm. that with your personality and your actual business branding? Cause like we were saying a little, like before we started recording too, it's like when people think they have to be so professional, you know, with their business right. and have their business be this or looking this certain way because that's what everyone else is doing and that's what they're trying to do. And then it doesn't match with their personality. So where do you and your experience see that connect or help like bridge that gap? Yeah. Totally. So kind of in my process, I will really try to get to know my clients because I feel like especially when it is, you know, more of a personal brand where you are the face of your brands, like it needs to all go together. And I think a lot of that comes down to like knowing who you are as a person and being 
like not to get all like woo woo, but it is like when you know yourself from within and you like really understand who you are and like who you are best for, I feel like that's when all of the branding really makes sense because when you're trying to just strictly show up and be this professional business, it's not going to, I mean, unless that's how you are, you know, personally, then that makes sense. But if your personality is really wild and crazy and, you know, you want to attract, you know, clients with that same kind of energy, then your branding needs to have that energy as well with it. And so really kind of figuring out like, you know, what your, who your ideal client is, and then also what type of experience you want to provide for them. Because I think another thing that a lot of creative entrepreneurs just struggle with is like, how do I make sure that it's speaking to them and attracting them, but then at the same time, like also, you know, speaking to like the price point that I, you know, am at. Like, let's say you're like a very luxurious photographer or let's say you're not even luxurious. Let's say you're really wild, fun and crazy. But then let's also say you have, you know, a high price point. So it's like, how do you bridge that gap between mm-hmm. those two things? And that was actually something that I also personally struggled with because my design style naturally is a little bit more fun and playful and boho and all of that. And a lot of times I like found myself attracting clients who didn't quite have the budget to work with me. And so it's like for me, I found myself needing to kind of elevate my personal brand a little bit more, even though I still love to show like the very fun and playful projects. But like it's that balance of like it needed to feel expensive, but then at the same time still have my personal like taste and touch with it. And then I think too, with branding, like you know that you are being true to yourself when like the way that you dress and the way that your home is and the way that like you who you are as a person, you know, kind of is cohesive with your branding. Not saying that it has to be like perfectly matchy matchy, but you know, you know your personal style based on like what colors do you like to wear? Like what what's in your closet? You know, what type of style is that? And is that in alignment with what your current branding is? Because I think it'll be so much easier for you to show up if it all feels cohesive, if that makes sense. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. That's great to all of this. I could not agree more with both of the things you just said. The last thing you just said, it kind of reminded me of like the sweatshirt I'm wearing right now, like this yellow sweatshirt. I was just on a shopping trip, like in Galena, Illinois. I don't know if you know where that is with my yes. girlfriend a couple of weekends ago. And they saw, like I was with them, I saw this sweatshirt and they all were like, that is so you. Like that yes. is have to get that. And it's this yellow, mute, like muted, like yellow sweatshirt. Like I'm comfy. I like yellow, bright, warm colors. And so it's one of those things where like, okay, those, when you can pick up on that, like you said, with your home and like how you dress and how you speak Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And then, yeah, it totally relates to your, when you can relate that to your brand, it's just so much easier too. Cause then you don't feel like you're putting as much effort in because you're just being yourself. It's just easy. You're just showing up as who you are and like, yeah. Then it's easy to take content photos because you already have the brand colors in your wardrobe because yeah. that's what you're drawn to. So exactly. yeah, totally. And I think it also allows people to infuse more personality into their branding, which right. is, I think, you know, so crucial for really creating more of that memorable feeling. And then also just building more of that no like, and trust on social media because you have, you know, really more of yourself into the brand for sure. Yes. And that actually ties into like another question I had for you, like perfectly. So for people like listening for like listeners wanting to really show up on social media and be really comfortable with like in the branding within how they're showing up on social media and your website, like 
what kind of steps do you suggest Mm -hmm. for people wanting to do that to wanting to show up in a cohesive, like branded way, I guess. And, but also in a very natural effortless way too, because it's just kind of who you are. But what do you, what are like steps? Because you Brie are so good at this. Like you, anything you post on social media is like, yep, that's bright and made. Like you just know (laughs) an identity. Clearly you're great at what you do. So any tips for, for our listeners to kind of help with that? Yeah. So I definitely think first starting with figuring out, you know, what your style is, like, what is your vibe? Because I think a lot of people struggle with, they're like, oh, well, I really love like the modern, like moody look, but then I also really love color. And so it's like, how do I find which one is me? Right. And Mm -hmm. so I think developing your style isn't necessarily like putting yourself like in this bucket or in this box of like, you are this genre, like you have to own it. Right. Like I love boho, but I don't just consider myself, my style, just boho. Like it's a lot of mix of different things. And that's going to be the same thing with photographers and their style. And so it's really figuring out your own personal style. And so when you're doing that, like I think one of the biggest things you want to start with is just like by exploring, you know, so that could look like on Pinterest or Instagram or really any social media and, you know, saving anything that comes to mind and not overthinking it, but rather just like that gut reaction of like, I love that. There's something about it that I'm drawn to. And saving that and kind of like putting it in your back pocket and then pulling it out later. And then once you've kind of like really explored and like just taken, you know, notice of your surroundings and like what you're drawn to, then you can then kind of take all of that and then start to pull out the things that don't quite fit. Maybe you pulled something, you're like, I at one point, you know, I did think that was cool when I first saw it, but now that I'm looking at it as a unit, it doesn't quite fit in the mix. Or now that I'm like kind of second guessing it because it's not quite, you know, it was just that gut reaction, right? So then you'll kind of narrow in and you'll slowly start to see repeating patterns of things that you are drawn to. And then also, like I said too, really just like looking at what you currently have, like in your closet, for example, like you never want to talk yourself into your style because I think when it comes to your style, it's like, that shirt that you have that you bought because it's trendy, but you don't actually like it. And so it just sits there and hangs in your closet because it doesn't feel like you, right? So the same thing is going to be with finding your branding in your style and not trying to like convince yourself of it because it's what other people are doing or it's what's, you know, cool and trendy right now, but like really just like being confident in who you are and then owning that as cheesy as that sounds, but it definitely like is where you're going to find that like, consistent look. And that's when people are going to think that is so you or this, you know, like this reminded me of you. And that's the goal in it, because that's where you're going to really have more of that memorability, which again, will turn into more clients and more people just like recognizing your work across all the different things. Yeah. And that's really awesome. And I feel like too, so that's definitely really, really good advice, like trying to just find your voice in that way and trying to find something to stay consistent and stuff like that. Do you find like what suggestions or steps do you have for people to kind of help find like now that you maybe have like a visual idea, maybe finding like your brand voice and like starting to use copy that makes sense that, you know, that really like, again, is recognizable. So for me, my brand, I love like warm, you know, joyful, like warm tones, sunshine, like Gold Biz podcast, all sunshine and stuff. So some verbiage I use is like keep shining or golden, uh-huh. or, stay golden or like, you know, stuff like that kind of is recognizable with my brand and just things I say and like really makes sense. How do you suggest 
for people to tie those two together or like where to find like your brand voice in that way? Yeah. So I think one of the easiest ways to kind of like figure out, well, first we want to start with your audience. So like, who are you trying to attract, you know, and look at your current clients, like what ratio of those are ideal clients and then which ones are like not great fits and really take note of like, okay, for these clients that were ideal fits, or even if let's say you don't have any clients, like just kind of visualize what you think might be your ideal client. And then from there, think about like the types of language and things that they would be drawn to and really try to keep them top of mind. But then at the same time, also make sure that it feels natural for you. So I know for me, like in terms of writing copy, a lot of times it's easier for me to verbalize it and say it out loud because to me that feels a lot less salesy because I usually will end up, you know, talking the way that I actually talk rather than trying to like write it out in a sales pitch sort of way. And so then that can also help you kind of pick up on you know, how you naturally talk and weaving that into the branding. And then I think too, once you have sort of like a theme going, it's easy to start to play around with phrasing that like goes along with it. So kind of like what you were saying, one thing I often use is the word Brighton because that's in my brand name, right? So we'll have a lot of different copy that has phrasing with bright and Brighton and all those types of things around it. And so you know, as you do begin to kind of develop your style and just your overall like essence that you want your brand to be, you'll slowly start to be able to then incorporate, you know, the language that goes along with it. But then I think just like saying it out loud, I feel like in reading back, like what you're writing, I feel like will like give you that feeling of, is this, you know, something that feels natural or am I like forcing this and this isn't how I would really talk like face to face to someone. And then also to just like keeping like phrases that you like often say to like friends and family and then like incorporating that into your copy, I feel like just helps give it so much more personality and feels like you're truly talking to a friend rather than like you're trying to like sell them on your services. Yeah, totally. Oh, I just echo all of this and I love it so much. (laughs) And I'm even just thinking of it from a standpoint because I know a lot of people, like a lot of photographers are trying to like DIY their own website and their own branding in that sense. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people run into hiccups with that because it's just such a big, overwhelming task. It can be done, but what are something, some things that you suggest that photographers and just creative entrepreneurs should keep in mind when you are kind of DIYing your website and your branding? Yeah, this might be unpopular opinion, but I think just like simpler, the better, especially when you're DIYing. Because I think When it comes to DIY, a lot of times people try to overdo it and then they're wasting a lot of their time and energy that they could be doing in other aspects of their business that they're better at. And so I think just keep it simple when it comes to DIY because you're still probably in the early stages of your business. You're still kind of figuring out, you know, the clients that you want to work with and the overall editing style you want to have and, you know, what type of niche you want, right? And so I think it's okay to keep it a little bit more general and more broad and not like get so fixated on like my logo needs to look like this, right? I also think keeping your blinders on. Like I think it's so easy to get caught up in the comparison game, you know, especially with social media and seeing what other photographers are doing. And that couldn't be far like that is the most detrimental thing you could do for your business and for your branding and your website because you don't want to look like what everyone else is doing, even though that's what feels natural because it's like, well, yeah, I want to see like what they're doing so that I can, you know, 
be like that. Like it totally makes sense in terms of like thinking of wanting to be like a certain person, but it actually like doesn't let you then have your own unique voice within the marketplace. Because I think we all have our own unique gifts and voice and, you know, message that we can share with everybody. And so when you're looking towards what other people are doing, then you just start to do that instead of being your own person. And so I think just like not paying attention to what other people are doing around you. And like, if you catch yourself like going to other photographers' websites to see how they did their about page or how they did, you know, their pricing or whatever it is, like, just like catch yourself and then stop doing that and really try to refocus back to you. I mean, I think that's something that naturally people are going to do in the beginning, but the more you can avoid that, I just think the better. Because like I said, you want to stand out. You don't want to blend in to what they're doing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. I There's such a difference between doing some market research and like yes. staying in your own lane. And I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I did that earlier on in my career because I was like, well, mm-hmm. what's everyone else doing? Like, what does theirs look like? What should the formula be for this? You know, like what should the formula be for my about page? Like, I don't know. And so looking at that, then what happened was I found myself pulling aspects and like trying to form myself from other people. And that's exactly what happened to me when I did my first round of branding when I first started. And it just it felt good at the time because it's what I thought I needed to be doing. It's the style I mm-hmm. thought I should have. It's the editing style I thought I should have. And then things just weren't clicking. And then when I really just took a step back and just erased everything of what I thought I needed to do and just really looked within and just said, like, what really clicks and resonates with me, you know, all that stuff, that's when the biggest change happened. So I could not agree more with that, Brie. It's one of those things where, and I tell my students this all the time, like, Everyone has such a unique and like their own brand voice, their own story, their own message, their own unique methods and approaches to things that no one else has. You need to lean into that to bring out your brand because I, you know, even if I'm talking with my students and stuff and we're going over their brand promise and their brand messaging and all that stuff. And what happens is even as photographers in our industry and like whatever industry you're in, I'm sure you start to see the same verbiage used from yes. like over over industry standard. And it's like, you can do better than that. We can do yes. better because although that might feel good to you, there's a deeper reason why. And I'm like, I want you to dig deeper because mm-hmm. you have so much, so much to offer and something that's very, very different than someone else. So let's not use this, the same verbiage. Let's not like look to other, I love that you said, like, keep your blinders on, you know, like kind of stay. Yeah. Away. And just like, and if you look catch yourself you. doing it, like just unfollow people or mute them or, you know, oh whatever you got to do to keep the blinders on. Cause I think that there's nothing that could be healthier than just like looking the other way, honestly, like it's it yeah, really, cause, yes. Cause otherwise, yeah, you just get, you get caught up in the comparison game and we've all fallen into that trap and, you know, we still do. We're not, we're imperfect human beings, but that's why you really have to have clear boundaries with yourself and like catch yourself when you're doing it and then stop instead of, you know, continuing to try to look and see what other people are doing. So for sure. I not agree more. And I think that, I don't know if you have anything else to add, I would say that's a really good piece of advice for someone who is looking to rebrand. Cause I know a lot mm-hmm. of people are looking to rebrand or just like doing their branding. I think that's a really good piece of advice. Do you have anything else to add to that for anyone else that's like trying to rebrand? 
Yeah, I would just say honestly, like look for inspiration in other places than just mm-hmm. what your industry is doing. Yeah. So I think a lot of times it's easy because we want to, you know, look at what our industry is doing, right? So if you're a photographer, you're going to look at what other photographers are doing. I would challenge you to look for inspiration outside of other photographers, brands, and websites. Because I think that's where, you know, things could really be just like different, right? Because I think when everyone's kind of looking at each other within the same industry, that's when it all starts to look the same. And so it really allows you to stand out in a different way. And then also too, I think looking for inspiration in other places that's not just other like brands, logos, or websites. But what about, you know, photography? Or what about interior design? Or what about fashion? Or there's other places you can find inspiration that are design related that aren't necessarily like, here's this logo that I love and I just want to replicate that, right? We more so want to like figure out, okay, what about that logo do you like? Or what about that specific photograph? Or what about that, you know, piece of art? Like, what are you drawn to within that? And so just keep asking yourself why, and then it will allow you to kind of get a little bit more clear on what about it you're drawn to and never, ever trying to like just kind of replicate what other people are doing. Oh, yes. I always say, to, yeah, like looking for inspiration in and outside of the industry. And like you said, because mm-hmm. we're just we're multifaceted human beings. We like to do, you know, all these things. We're, we're interested in a lot of things. We're, in, we're not yes. just in interested in the one thing we do. I'm a photographer. It's not like I just am interested in photography. And so maybe like you said, for example, maybe someone's really interested in art. Not everyone's interested in art. So can you find inspiration that really mm-hmm. that ties that makes you different, that makes you stand out, that's going to help attract the people who are also interested and in, prioritize that and like that means a lot to them. And that's just such a good way to put it. It's that we all have so many different interests and like leaning into our interests and finding in, uh, your inspiration from those interests because other people have those interests that will be drawn to you too. So yeah, exactly. That's a beautiful way to put it, Brie. And I just, I could not agree more with that. Do you see, like, is there kind of like a branding mistake that you see people doing over and over again? <laughs> and like, yeah. Out for it. <laughs> I would say, honestly, the biggest mistake I see is that so many people will, I mean, even if they don't have branding or have never worked with a designer before, or even if they have. I, you got to stop using the Canva templates. Like, I think that they are great for a starting point, but everyone's using the same ones over and over. And yeah. it's like the whole point of hiring a brand designer or settling on your branding is to use that branding, right? So we want to be consistent with the colors you're using, the fonts you're using, the illustrations, the patterns, the textures, or whatever it is that makes up the essence of your visual brand identity. We want to continually use that and we do not want to pull in outside things such as elements on Canva because that is where like it gets confusing from a user perspective. So if I'm, you know, seeing that you are hosting a workshop or something like that, I want to see your branding elements a part of that because that's what's going to be memorable for me as someone who's seeing 9 million things on Instagram every single day rather than you changing, you know, your font or your colors every other second, because that gets so confusing and it's not memorable. And I know for us as business owners, sometimes it can feel repetitive and boring to use the same stuff over and over. Like we're creative human beings. So of course we want to create something new. Like it's exciting. We want to rebrand. Like I totally get it. But on the flip side, 
it gets very confusing in terms of your audience and you have to keep them in mind. So that is, I would say, is my biggest thing is just consistency. And I think a lot of times because Canva is an amazing tool and I'm not saying not to use it, but I'm saying to like either start the document from scratch or find something and then add your branding to it. And don't just use the template that's already made. I know that's so much easier, but that's when you're using those elements that aren't a part of your original branding and that's where it gets confusing. Yeah, that way I would say is like the biggest mistake that I see. And then beyond that, really just like keeping, I would say like in terms of design, like I think a lot of times people want to make things as large as possible. And sometimes like negative space is like a beautiful thing. So don't be afraid to like have some, some negative space within your composition. Also just like, I know this is definitely something that a lot of photographers can relate to, but making sure that things are the right size. So if it was, you know, a design that you created in Canva, that you want to post on your story, make sure that you're using the right dimensions for a story graphic rather than, you know, taking a square and then putting it on your story because then it's going to look all funky. Just like how I'm sure it drives people crazy when, you know, clients crop their images in ways that they didn't intend and all of that. So yeah, just keeping like spatial like proportions in mind and negative space and really trying to stick with like the consistent color palette and the consistent fonts over and over again because otherwise, like I said, it just gets really confusing in terms of seeing your marketing on social media or on your website if it's all like changing every other day. Yeah, that's a good one. And like when you first said Canva, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I know, I don't hear you. <laughs> I love Canva. What? But then it makes, makes so much sense. So basically, if you're going to use Canva, have your specific elements that you use. Don't yes. just automate yes. elements. Have your brand. Use Canva. Like use Canva. Yeah. I want yeah. people to use Canva. I think it's a great tool. I'm just saying don't use the pre-made designed yeah. templates instead. Or if you are going to do that, make sure you use your brand colors. You, you, you have all of your branding uploaded into Canva so that you're consistently using it. Because that's where I think it just gets dicey when people just go to Canva. They'll use a pre-made template, but then they won't incorporate any of their branding into it. So it's just visually confusing yeah. from your audience. Very sure. much so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally, okay. I totally agree with that. Like once you started saying that, I was like, okay, yes. Yeah. Sorry. That I didn't mean to give everybody a hard attack. <laughs> no, no, it, it, <laughs> it was just right away. But once you started talking and explaining it, I'm like, yes, yes, that makes complete sense. And yeah, I know because it's so easy. It's like, oh, it's already made. It's right here. I'll just use this. I'll plug it in. But it's like yeah. the more you infuse your brand. And like you said, sometimes when you feel like a broken record, you feel like you're doing the same things. You're putting out the same, producing the same things. But that's when like that true connection happens. That's when the, mm-hmm. rec- the brand recognition happens. And so just like stay consistent with that. Keep going with it. It might feel redundant to you, but it's actually a yes. really good thing. It's a very yeah. good thing. And I think too, not everyone sees everything you're putting out. So you might, because you know, we are our own worst critics and we are constantly, you know, reviewing every single thing that we put out into the world. But a lot of times not everyone's seeing everything either. So yeah, I'm promising you, you're not looking like a broken record. And if you are, that's when you should have branding that is more than just a logo. Because yeah, if you're slapping that logo on everything, I'm sure that gets boring real quick. But if you mm-hmm. have other elements of your brand, then it's easier to create more things that all look and feel cohesive, but are, are not different every single time. Yeah, I love that. And so what do you suggest? Because I know a lot of people are rebranding or wanting to like DIY and all that stuff. What do you think the biggest benefit is between DIY and working with a graphic designer on your brand? 
Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, the biggest benefit is that DIY is always going to look DIY. Unless you have some sort of graphic design background, oftentimes you're going to be spending way too much time on it and then you're going to end up changing it in a year anyways. So it's like, what was the point of that? I totally get it from a financial standpoint, like if you're not there yet in your business or if you're still kind of figuring out who you are, what types of clients you want to attract. Like there is absolutely nothing wrong with DIY. So I don't want to say that in a way that like never DIY because I totally think you should DIY in the beginning, like 100%. But yeah. if you're wanting to take your business to the next level and if your you know time is more important necessarily than like the money that you're making, then definitely that's when bringing in a designer, I think, can help a ton and just like totally elevate your client experience. Because, you know, if you are trying to come across as, you know, a high-end photographer or charge more, you have to have the branding and the website to really back that and to back up your pricing and back up your customer journey and experience. And so just kind of depending on, you know, your business goals and where you're at within your business, you know, it's going to vary from person to person. So yeah, I feel like I think time and just that DIY can often look DIY. And I think too, last thing I'll say is that we are our own worst critics. So when it comes to creating your own stuff, you're always not going to like be fully confident in it. And I tell all my clients that because a lot of times, even like when I'm doing my branding, I question stuff because it's, you know, my own thing, right? Same thing with your business. So you're going to be constantly questioning yourself and then you're not going to feel as confident in marketing yourself and you're not going to want to send as many people to your website because you're embarrassed by how it looks. Mm -hmm. And instead of, you know, converting clients over Instagram, like, or instead of converting them on your website, you're converting them on Instagram, which is not where it should be happening and that's not where it should be taking place. So I think branding and rebranding and hiring a desire can definitely give you like an unexpected confidence and just like, a return on your investment because of that confidence. And also too, just like you look so much more legit, honestly. So yes, I couldn't agree more. I felt like I was even speaking what you were just saying with like having like being able to increase your prices and just have an elevated brand and give a better client experience. And all these things, they all trickle from brand too. And I, that's just <laughs> why I love branding. So I think it's just, it is so, so important too. And I love all that. I like completely echo everything you just said. I think it's amazing. <laughs> and so I, I definitely agree too, because there's a certain time where maybe you're still trying to figure it out and then you want, you're in a place in like those earlier stages that you do want to DIY, but then you're also right. You're probably just going to want to redo it in a year and just get it done you anyway. Are. But you know, cause like I've definitely tried to like DIY just some, some little things myself. I'm like, yeah, this is just not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cause then you spend your... <laughs> Yes. You spend so much time on it. And then it's like, uh, I just like wasted. This could have been time. I could have been editing a gallery or booking a new client or doing something more productive with your time. So yeah. not to say you can't DIY, but yeah, it definitely is one of those things that sometimes it's like, it's just things are better outsourced and you'll grow faster and quicker when you do invest in that branding sooner because your website is going to be speaking to the right people and, you know, your pricing is going to be able to reflect, you know, what that client experience has to offer. So yeah, 100%. I agree with all that. I think that's like the perfect way to just kind of like wrap it up too and just like tie it in a bow. Be like, yep, that's exactly what having good branding will do for you. So I think that's a really good way to kind of just like tie it up and everything like that. But just kind of like one last question for you too. This is kind of like 
a more of a personal question that I just kind of like to ask everyone. But what's you know one thing that kind of brings you joy, makes you happy? Oh, not to, the first thing that came to my mind was <laughs> I was going to say the sunshine because I like am such a sucker for just light in general. I know that sounds so cheesy, but I also living in the Midwest and having our you know very awful winters. Like nothing makes me happier than just a beach vacation with a whole lot of vitamin D. So yeah, that yes. is something. That brings me joy off the top of my oh. head. <laughs> I agree. I could go for a beach right now in the sunshine. Yep. <laughs> and like oh. when it's gloomy out, I'm just like my mood immediately is so much more sad than when I it's sunny you. out. <laughs> I feel you on that. Definitely. Yay for all the sunshine, bringing all the sunshine. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Brie, for this episode and just coming on today. It was so fun to just hear your insight and your knowledge because you are so, so good at what you do. So thank you so much for joining us yes. today. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was super, super fun. Well, there you have it. What Brie thinks help makes up a good branding experience for your clients. And I honestly couldn't agree more with everything she said and way more it is so spot on. And branding itself is a beast. So I am very honored I got a chance to speak with Brie today. And I hope you also really enjoyed this episode too. So if you did love this episode, make sure you screenshot and share it to your stories and tag us at Rachel Traxler and at Brighton Made so that we can share the love in return. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Keep shining and we'll see you next time. You did it. You're one episode closer to elevating your business. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to head over to racheltraxler.com forward slash gold biz podcast for the show notes and info on today's episode. Keep shining and we'll see you next time on the gold biz podcast.